Hi guys, I am back for my second episode of my podcast. Um, Let me just say how thankful I am to everyone who listened to my first episode. I've had this vague idea to start a podcast like this for probably about a year, but didn't really have the nerve to do it. But I'm at a point where I'm not really afraid of embarrassing myself and I am pretty open to trying whatever ideas I have. Um, I really only expected a couple people to listen to it and was shocked to see such a positive response and so much great feedback and encouragement. It was also so beautiful to see how many guys reached out to me to talk about how the Madonna and whore ideology was pushed on them by their peers growing up, but they didn't know the name of it and how they had to unlearn it as they grew up. So thank you for all that as well. Um, Today's episode is Nobody Likes You When You Have a Savior Complex. So I'm going to first get into what a savior complex is and all the educational details. Then towards the end, I'll get into some cultural references and my personal experience of having a very strong savior complex. If you know me... And my dating history, you know that I just love to save people. And it has never, ever worked out well for me. So we'll get into the nitty gritty with that. Um, The reason I chose this topic is because I am still trying to unlearn this myself. So yeah, we'll get into it. So first off, what is it? Uh, Savior complex, also referred to as the Messiah complex, Christ complex, or the white knight syndrome, is a need to save someone by fixing their problems for them. Um, May only feel good about yourself if you're helping someone. Of course, helping people is usually good, and this doesn't sound initially like a bad complex to adopt, but can often become very toxic. Um, Very often, people with a savior complex will ignore their own needs to help someone else until they inevitably completely burn out. So, you might have a savior complex if vulnerability attracts you. Um, You're particularly drawn to people that have been through terrible events in their lives, especially if they're willing to tell you about them. It makes you feel like since they're choosing to open up to you, it is now your responsibility to bear and you want that responsibility. You will want to change them. You believe wholeheartedly that you know what's best for them to save them from their distress. This can include knowing that their problems will be fixed by a career change, um, a change in specific behavior, maybe drinking, reaching a certain milestone or accomplishment, etc. And you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Often those are factors that cause someone to be unhappy, um, but... Pushing and trying to control someone else's decisions is a sign of trying to save them. Um, It's not really your place. 
I know it can be frustrating when you're listening to someone vent and complain constantly about their job or something similar and you're fighting the urge to just be like, get a fucking new job. You have control over this. Just change it, right? But it's not your decision and not in your control. So it's really um, completely up to them. You may feel like you need to find a solution for them instead of just being there to listen it feels like their health and decisions are your responsibility you also may often make self-sacrifices as far as your time money and emotional space and although you may not be aware of it you think that you are the only one that can save them and very often take on kind of a more parental role um, instead of being someone's partner or friend, right? You kind of act like their mom or, you know, or dad. So the end result of having a savior complex in a relationship is burnout. Right, So all your inner resources are depleted. You're exhausted physically, mentally, and emotionally. Um, Also a lot of resentment. Not only will you resent them when you feel like your lifeline is getting sucked dry, but they will build resentment as well after being treated like a broken thing in need of repair for so long. I am telling you this right now. If you think of your partner as a tough repair project with great potential, I hate to break it to you, but it probably isn't going to work out. And I am so guilty of this, incredibly. So, you know, I'm not judging. You may also, at the end of that, um, experience a sense of failure when you can't fix them. It can make you feel depressed, frustrated with yourself, and have a sense of loss of control. Um, It also doesn't help them in the long run. The problem is that trying to save someone doesn't allow the other individual to take responsibility for his or her actions or develop internal motivation because you're doing everything for them. I feel like um, in this situation, the person with the savior complex will often also be like, okay, our relationship isn't great because my partner is unhappy with something in their life, whether that be their career or um, decisions they make when they're drinking, whatever. And you kind of you try to fix it because you want the best for the person and for your relationship. But very often I feel like even when that initial problem is fixed, you have the idea that it's going to be completely fine after that and you're not going to need to save them again. But because they lose that internal motivation and they become dependent on you fixing their problems, um, you just you just keep having problems to fix, honestly. You just keep fixing more or trying to. So how to overcome your savior complex. Um, actively listen to your partner. 
instead of acting on things, just be a listener. If you think that they need your help, ask if they want it and what they want you to do. Use low pressure language. Don't push them into giving you a job to do. Um, Just be there. Uh, Also do some self-exploration. Talk to a therapist. Understand why you feel the urge to save people. Um, Remind yourself that you are only in control of yourself and your problems. It's also very important to communicate this to your partner uh, and uh, set boundaries with the other person that'll allow you to balance caring for them with trying to save them um, so you're both comfortable. Also, realize that you cannot love someone into loving themselves. That is, you can't fix that no matter how hard you try. That They are the only one that can fix that. Also, ask yourself when you're in this situation and struggling to um, fight the urge to try to save someone. Ask yourself, am I helping this person by helping them avoid natural consequences? Is this decision made to keep them happy or for their overall health? Is my action helping them to get better or for me to feel better? Am I being invited to help? Do I want to or have to do this? Those are just some questions um, if you're really struggling with this urge to kind of put things into perspective. Also, if if you're listening to this and don't relate, but you're like, hey, this sounds a lot like how my partner treats me, they're probably trying to save you. Um, and all you can really do in that situation is communicate and be firm and kind. Say something like, I appreciate your willingness to help, but I feel that it is important that I deal with this on my own. I need you to respect and support me in trying to fix my own problems. I will let you know if there is something I need you to help me with. And the most important part of this is that you save yourself. Take the steps to face the challenges and practice self-compassion because If you're just refusing help from your partner that has a savior complex, but not actually fixing the problems, and maybe you're still kind of complaining about um, being unhappy with with whatever the problem is, this is going to make your partner lose their fucking minds. If you will not do it, but you are not letting them help, they're gonna they're gonna leave. I'm sorry, but they're gonna leave. They're either gonna leave or they're gonna actually just fucking lose lose it on you one day. Uh, that's just the truth. So, what causes you to develop a savior complex? Like everything in psychology, it usually roots from your family life in your childhood. Very often, people with a savior complex um, 
have loved ones with addiction problems, have been made to feel abandoned by their parents, um, and they're, they're made to take the role of their own caretaker and sometimes to their siblings as well at a very young age. It's also common that uh, these people have low self-esteem, feeling an ego boost from helping someone else without something expected in return. In reality, the return is just the ego boost, and yes, this can be considered selfish, even if it's a uh, seemingly selfless act. Um, Many people with a savior complex help because they feel unable to handle their own struggles, so they try to control other people's struggles for them. They also very often have unresolved trauma from their own past. Something that keeps popping into my mind as I was doing the research for this and writing it out and recording it, doing the whole process, is the song Savior Complex by Phoebe Bridgers. Um, Specifically the lines... Baby, you're a vampire. You want blood, and I promised. I'm a bad liar with a savior complex. All the skeletons you hide, show me yours and I'll show you mine. For me, this stands out as her feeling burnout from someone that's an emotional vampire. She promised she'd help and give them her blood, although she's tired, as it says in another line in the song. She has a savior complex, so she's going to give them what they need. Also, show me yours and I'll show you mine to me seems like she's she's feeling the emotional closeness from them being so vulnerable and her saving them, which is common, you know. It's, it's like a trauma bond, pretty much, though. It's not necessarily the healthy kind of closeness. So... I've talked about the savior complex on an interpersonal level, but our society has formed a very much larger scale of a savior complex, um, white saviorism. It's a term that is used to describe white people who consider themselves incredible helpers to people of color, but they help for the wrong reasons, usually, and sometimes end up doing more to hurt than help. Um, And this, this refers to those who work from the assumption that they know best what people of color need. I think that we've all been pretty familiarized with this concept since Black Lives Matter was at its height in 2020, if you hopefully care to educate yourself during that time, we not only saw a lot of white saviorism at its worst, but hopefully actually learned about what it is. And, um, I, you know, I remember a lot of like Instagram infographics about this circulating at the time because it was always, it was always kind of the idea too, that like, you know, bitches would show up at a protest for 15 minutes and take some pictures with some signs and then leave and said that they did their part. Um, that was, it was very common. You know, we all, we all saw it. 
So now we're getting into the tea of it all, which is my personal experience. Um, I have always had a savior complex to begin with, but there have been points where I've had extreme toxic savior attachment to people, which I'll get to. But, you know, I believe that I personally adopted a savior complex early on in my childhood because my parents split up. I saw the pain my mom went through and I felt abandoned by my father who just kind of up and left and moved away. Um, Especially after, you know, I was homeschooled. So I was used to having my mom's full attention. She was my teacher, my mom, my best friend, all of it. And then her having to adjust to being a single mom, me starting school for the first time ever, her being hurt and trying to date again. Also, you know, it ended up giving me a feeling of abandonment from her too, even though her actions were so understandable and I have nothing but respect for her. I I still felt like I lost something having to adjust to such a big change so quickly Um, and not having her attention nearly as much as I did made me take on a more caretaker role for myself just very fast without warning I wasn't too young you know I was like early middle school but um, it was it was just a big switch really fast And this was also around the time I started showing signs of depression and got on antidepressants for the first time. Um, I felt very helpless in controlling my feelings. And that made me constantly reach out to my friends and classmates and like people I went to school with that didn't seem like they were doing well or maybe got picked on. And I was trying really hard to be someone that could help them and they could rely on. So that was kind of the birth of my savior complex. So now I kind of I kind of avoided talking about this relationship in the first episode cuz it's not fun to talk about, but it's very relevant for this. So I dated someone for about 2 years. I was around the age of 18, I'll say. But it was my first sexual relationship and it was very abusive in that way there was a lot of pressure coercion ignoring my wishes when I said no and more stuff that I don't need to get into but pretty much I was I was being assaulted to some degree pretty consistently and later was diagnosed with chronic PTSD chronic because it was a mix of all of these experiences with this partner plus a couple experiences outside this relationship instead of just one isolated traumatic incident. This partner was dealing with some very intense mental illness and was very, very immature. I was I was young and naive and um, lacked experience in uh, the sexual realm of things. And I was manipulated into thinking that there was something wrong with me that I didn't want to have sex and something wrong with me that I would have such big emotional reactions to being touched. 
I was also manipulated into thinking I was evil if I didn't have the emotional space to deal with their constant extreme mood swings. They also didn't really know how to do much on their own and looked to me heavily for care that really it turned into a really gross parental role where I was I was practically my partner's mother and I was younger than them. I was like a couple years younger than them and also looked heavily to me for emotional support and when I didn't provide that support it would turn into a suicide attempt from them or threatening of it. Um, I stayed with this partner for almost two years with constant breakdowns of not being able to do it anymore because I was so incredibly exhausted but I couldn't leave because I felt so strongly that I was responsible for their well-being and that if they ended their life it would be my fault. I genuinely didn't think that this person could get through everyday life without me at the time and after sticking it out for a while I was attached in a way that I couldn't bring myself to leave no matter how badly I wanted to. Like there was no divide between them and myself and in my mind leaving wasn't an option but this ran me into the fucking dirt and it took months of recovery from literal exhaustion and it it made me into uh acting very toxic as well probably the most toxic thing I have ever done my my partner this partner I was like again so exhausted and I was losing my mind and they said that they would get help and they wouldn't and um they were not respecting my boundaries uh and I went over and told them that I had a super fun awesome day planned and it was a surprise and all this stuff and um got my partner to get in my car and drove them to a therapy office <laughs> and was like okay get out and you know they started like screaming and throwing things and like trying to hurt themselves and I was just like I just went in and was like can you guys help me with this terrible that's a terrible thing to do to someone but at that point I I was like what fucking options do I have this is I'm gonna fucking do this I need help I can't do this by myself so that was the most intense toxic savior complex relationship I've ever had um obviously it was it was very bad but a lot of my other romantic relationships have reflected this in some way um some partners have just been troubled or didn't know how to love themselves and I made it my job to show them how much I could love them and how worthy they are of love and it it always backfired on me because you can't you can't make someone love themselves my last long-term relationship that ended a couple years ago he didn't rely on me super heavily but he had a lot of issues that he hadn't worked through and was kind of shoving down within himself and truly 
hated himself at the time. Um, I really wanted to love him enough to where he learned, of course, but he ended up self-sabotaging um, and ruining what we had, which seems to be what usually happens when someone hates themselves that much. But now thinking about it, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's like if he had done the work back then that he has now, we would probably still be together and like engaged by now or something. But acting as the savior, <laughs> uh, so often you end up being collateral damage to their problems and getting hurt. And then it's kind of too late to repair that, right? I was, I was seeing someone pretty recently, um, a little while ago, and I immediately fell head over heels for this guy. And we had a very sweet and passionate time together. Um, truly God bless him. Uh, but I also very quickly saw that he had family issues and self-esteem issues, abandonment and alcohol issues and I remember I was talking to my best friend about it and she very sarcastically was like you can fix him yeah you can you can fix him you just love a good project and I was like fuck dude like I was like I can't do this again like it really when she said that it really really hit me um, no matter how much I cared about him, but he was, you know, he was the only one that could fix his problems. It, I couldn't, I couldn't do it for him. I wouldn't, I would have ended up collateral damage. Um, and I became, you know, pretty tired, pretty fast in that relationship. And his, his emotions were so big that he truly didn't have space for mine. And that became very apparent. Um, I was communicating how I felt and what I needed so clearly, and he was just not responding in a way that was helpful. Um, and I just, I, I know that I need someone that I don't need to save and someone that could equally give back all that I give um, because I tend to give too much. And I knew that if I stuck around, I would end up hurt um, because he was not ready for me. And I feel like my choice to leave really showed how much I grew because I chose to protect myself and love myself first instead of putting my needs on the back burner to try to save him. Because, oh my God, if I met him, if I met this guy like two years ago, <laughs> oh my God, I would have, I would have put all of my shit to the side. I would have done anything for him, right? Um, but I... I'm tired. I can't keep doing it. I just can't. Um, but truly, truly God bless him. I have so much love for him. But yes, uh, one of the most important lessons that I've learned is acting as the savior makes you the lesson very often. It is a recurring theme in my life where I have unconditionally loved someone and bent over backwards figuratively and literally, for men that have fucked me over, apologized, gotten help, and then learned how to love themselves and be a good partner. (laughs) 
I have never ever dated someone that was ready for me. And maybe that's just the age that we're all at right now. Um, early mid twenties because men are just not ready or maturing as quickly. And I logically want someone that has their shit together. So I never have to do this again. But also my savior complex continues to meet guys that hate themselves. And my heart is like, they're the one. It is a constant inward battle. And I keep telling myself, babe, the guy that gets pissed drunk every weekend and has never been to therapy is probably not the one for you. I know that I've worked so incredibly hard on myself and I deserve to be with someone that has done the work as well. So bottom line is that I'm done teaching men that I'm dating how to think and work through their feelings. So if you want, if you're a man and listening to this, if you want to learn, I guess just keep (laughs) listening to this podcast Um, and don't put it on your partner, uh, But yeah, I I hope you enjoyed this episode and found some information helpful and applicable. Be nice to yourself. Only accept what is worthy of you. Know that you can only save yourself and can only do so much for others. Please protect your energy. Thank you and I love you guys.